What's up, my mentionables? We we've been doing the on the road series. We Your mentionables. Another... Yeah, they're my mentionables. Are they not yours? They're but my it, you saying my mentionables makes it seem like they're not our mentionables. Well, like yeah. you're but you're my brother, <laughs> but like aren't you his brother too? <laughs> you can't. They're not just your mentionables. All right, shut the fuck up. So we're doing the On the Road series. We've had a slew of interviews while we've been down in Florida. Uh, We're finally home. We've we've made it home, and this is our last interview from our trip in Florida, and uh, we hope you enjoy. The third and final On the Road episode. Uh, We had plans to do more, I think, but, uh, you know, sometimes plans fall through. It's kind of like... When you're drunk and you make plans for the next day, like, oh, we're going to go kayaking, and then we're going to go rock climbing, <laughs> and we're going to get ice cream, yeah, that, and then that we're going to hit the brewery. And like, for yeah, sure. And then you never do those things because it turns out it's really difficult to make that happen when you're hungover, except in this you know, uh, in this analogy, we hungovers just, tired. just work and <laughs> tired. There will be more interviews this season uh, throughout. And I mean, I'm sure those might actually happen on the road as well. So, I mean, you know, ongoing, not happening. We're taking a hiatus. Okay. Welcome back to Not To Mention Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Colin. And I'm Ryan. And we are so blessed to have just one of the biggest assholes in my life. Agreed. Here with us today. <laughs> also one of my OG lighting Jedi masters. Agreed. <laughs> uh, all around wonderful lighting technician, production manager, oh. stage worker. Yep. Welcome to our newest studio, Tommy. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. The the South Florida edition. I, I love what Florida. you've done with the place. Guys love it. <laughs> yeah. We have Tom DeHaan. Thank That's, you. Thank you for having me, guys. Did I say that right? Thomas Edwin DeHaan, actually. Ed- Ed- Edwin. Edwin. Edwin, yeah. That's yeah. a did not know middle name. Thank you. We're learning things already. Holy <laughs> shit. We're already learning. Uh, I, fuck, we've known Tom for, oh, it's been 11 years now? Something. something. Like, guy's been way too fucking long. It's been a long time. Been a very long time. I uh, met you at my first summer camp with Herm. Oh, oh my God, the so summer camp. Yeah, so that's that's how I met you. Back when you guys, when I gave up the VIP stage, when you guys came in and started doing all that Dude. stuff. Yep, yep. It wouldn't been, I was 18 when I met you. And Ooh. you don't remember. I don't remember you the don't, first time I, I met remember. you. I will, you I will be the first to admit that. It, I, I love that story. It's so good. I don't remember it. It's so good. <laughs> I remember... <clears throat> Getting a little choked up here. It's emotional. <laughs> it's okay, Josh. Just let it go, Josh. I remember. <laughs> Just croaking it out. I remember when we were first met. It was uh, in the trenches in the Great War. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You get, there used to be five of you guys, actually. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit. So, Tom, we're fucking nerds. And I just want every hero and villain has an origin. We want to know yours. Yeah, My we want to know your story? origin story. Yeah, where did where did Edwin Dehan? Where did Edwin Dehan came from? Well, I started in my dad's ball sack, I believe. <laughs> and then my dad, which which baffles me that my parents had sex at least three times that I can count them because I have three of us. I like to think that it only happened three times, and they were lucky enough each time because. 
You know, my parents, they got divorced when I was at a younger age. So, you know, it's one of those where you look at each other like, what did you guys see in each other? Anyways, <laughs> when I was a kid, I must have been a terror. <laughs> my parents got divorced and left me with my mom, who is one of my heroes in life is my mom. You know, she yeah. raised me correctly and I didn't quite see it at the time. I know I was not the, the greatest or easiest one growing up. Were you a handful? I Would you say so. Yeah, yeah. I remember being a little kid. One thing that I used to love to do is you'd go to the department store and they had the circular racks that had clothes in them. And Tom would go in the store and Tom would find one of those and he would just disappear. <laughs> I remember being kids like over the loudspeaker being like, and we're looking for a lost child in the store. You know, I'm just strolling around happy as could be. You know, I had no idea how much of a handful I was. My, my mom is a wonderful, wonderful lady. My father, too. You know, both of my parents helped, but I grew up more with my mom. Hey, shout uh, out to parents, what, right? what kind of a teen were you? Kind of like chip on the shoulder, angry kind of teen? Or you know? You not, what, what, I mean, were you like a jock, band kid, theater kid? What so, time, If you could describe yourself with a musical genre. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, there no. you go. That's a good way to go. <laughs> if I described myself as a musical genre, I don't know. I don't know. I'd Slip probably not. be... No. <laughs> No. I mean, I, I no. don't know. I, I think the Umphreys is probably the best representation of me. It's it's chaotic and all over the place. And I think that's kind of what I can that's be funny. That actually that chaotic fits. and all over the place. <laughs> yeah, is that tracks. To say me. No wonder you're so attracted you know, to So it. what was what was weird about me growing up is I was put on Ritalin and Adderall at a young age. So I got you? very... Yeah, no way. Mind, ten, mind I know, blowing. My parents, they, they solved the problem. They were like, take this. <laughs> stare at the wall. Just watch the paint dry. Uh, no, you know, TV was a lot of what I grew up with. TV and video games. I remember Nintendo coming out when, mm, yes. you know, I was a kid. And that was like game-changing stuff. Literally game-changing Literally game-changing. Game <laughs> I mean, you're, oh, we know. we're the same age. Oh, yeah. So, you know... So you remember, I was like, you know, first, second, third grade when that happened. You know, I think a lot of my childhood was definitely sitting in front of the Nintendo, sitting in front of that. So I think my, to answer your question, my teenage years kind of had two parts to it. I was definitely drugged the first part of my teenage years, which, you know, I'm not saying that it was the right or the wrong move to do. You know, I've talked to my mom about it and she said, going back, would I do this again? No. She's like, I wouldn't have put you yeah, through yeah. that, you know, so. But part when of, you're listening to the doctor's exactly, exactly. You know? You know, yeah. and and my mom was also single, raising three kids, going to school to get her master's, and all doing the ADHD medicine and was dealing the with me, you know, and dealing with me, which is in itself. That's a full time job. I, I realized <laughs> is my my wife. I love you very, very much. <laughs> and it comes back home. <laughs> oh, yeah. So my teen years were different. You know, my first two years of high school, I was on Ritalin and Adderall. And my second two years, I decided to. Take like, myself off of it. And good for you. Actually have more of a personality because, you know, one thing that's a problem with that is in school, you should not only develop, you know, knowledge, but you should develop socially as well. Yeah. And by yeah. taking that completely away and repressing that, you know, that made it harder for me. I think in earlier years, I really didn't have a lot of friends when I was younger. Like I said, I watched TV. I played video games because. Yeah, but like any, I mean, any skateboarding, did you try a sport? Was oh, yeah, there... I played. I grew up playing soccer and okay. baseball and all sorts of stuff. You know, I did a lot of stuff with the kids in the neighborhood, but like at school and the kids in the neighborhood were all different grades of each other, you know, so it wasn't like kids in my class at school. Right. You right. know, like kids in my class at school, I didn't hang out with as much. The kids in the neighborhood 
that's more who I hung out with. You know, I had brothers, so I was hanging out with my little brother a lot. Yeah. And you grow up uh, suburbs or? Uh, Definitely. Grand yeah. Rapids, Michigan, you know, representing wherever you are, Grand Rapids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we grew up in East Grand Rapids, which is the white little suburb of Grand Rapids, which was kind of also different because it's very sheltered. You know, when my, my parents moved us there and we were the poor kids in the rich neighborhood, but that's what my parents did was they definitely sacrificed some stuff to put us in a better school system. Nice. You know, versus there. And, and you know, I'm very appreciative of it. I did not realize at the time growing up, you yeah, know, how much yeah, I was don't. learning and how well this was actually going to serve me in life. Right. Did you right. do band? I love band. I played trombone for go. seven now years. We're talking. Uh, band geek. Played it bass is. trombone my senior year, double triggered bass trombone. Nice. That yep. was kind of cool. Yep. You only, you got to play fourth parts though. So you're just sitting there like, oh, you and Josh like, both played is, trombone. Everybody in my family played trombone. This goes to <laughs> my... We so go from we a had, long line we had, okay, He's like, let's so go back this, on the uh, tree here. We had a trombone that got passed down through seven kids between my older what? brother got it, and then it went to me, to my little brother. And when I had We're it... We're not buying another instrument. No, no, you're all I playing trombone. Ask, is that how that <laughs> so went down? Like, you're playing trombone because this is what we've got. Um... <laughs> I put tape Fuck. on it to make like makeshift flames coming out of the bell. <laughs> and so yes. it went to my little brother. Next, it went to my mom's sister and she has four kids and uh, all of them played trombone and none what? of them took the tape off forever and had this tape on it forever and ever and awesome. ever. And it was just, decal. I don't know where it went. I think that the youngest one might have it, but you know, we'll still joke around about how we all kind of had this, you know, the stepchild trombone that we all played. <laughs> yeah, ba- I loved band. It was one of my favorite classes okay, in, was in that, high school. Was that something that you like aspired to do growing up was doing band and like, what did you want to do growing up? What was You your... know, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a lawyer of all things. A I like, I like to argue what the fuck? Which, you know that's a good one yeah um, you're real good at talking man. i do you know yeah. i that you got that had i been more studious yeah, i, I could probably could have pulled that one off, i feel like you could have walked some circles around some people they would have gotten you... so confused they'd be like yeah you just get you the fuck what? out of here <laughs> yeah. i could see you pulling that off though like you you can definitely uh command a little bit of uh, authority you know, in a room when and you just need believe, to. like, hey, I believe in this, and this is why I believe. A lot of, in this, lot of you know? presence. I'm somebody who yeah. definitely like overexplains the living piss out of things, as you guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> almost, almost to a point where you just be like, shut the fuck up, Tom. We understand. We get it. Where is your off switch? You know that like show Small Wonder. They might be too young for Small Wonder. But, I, no, I don't yeah. think I Small remember Wonder this. Now, I built a robot daughter. Did I just call myself a robot daughter? Anyways, <laughs> she had an off switch. It's just like turn it off. Yeah, and you look at that today, and that could be going. Really no, I could I could see you that. talking up a courtroom. Yeah. So you wanted to be a lawyer. What, when I was young. What uh, What was your introduction into lighting or production? I guess. Uh, how did you you know get down on to yeah, that? Yeah, I mean path? there had to be some path that led to that. What? So yeah, I was working at Founders Brewery, and that's where the band that Ryan and I both worked for our, our oh, common he's bond. Revealing there. it. Yeah. So this is this is you want the origin story. This is filling in more of the origin right. story. This is filling in to, some of my um, origin story. <laughs> with uh, Ultraviolet Hippopotamus is the band. and um, Which mentionables you have heard us talk about them many, which, many times. Many which times. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I'll tell an embarrassing Tommy story about like not realizing who he was talking to. It was one time when I didn't know the guys very well. Uh, <laughs> Joe was at Founders the and drummer. I was working in the kitchen. Joe's the drummer. And I was listening to Hippo in the back and he comes up to the counter and he's like, hey, who is this band? And I didn't realize who oh, I was talking to. Joe, <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's so the sweet band. And 
ultraviolet hippopotamus. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm in the band. And I just had my tail between my legs. And, you know, I'm like, you idiot, Tom. You had him in front of you. You idiot. (laughs) I've watched him do that. Like the opening band's playing. And, like, he sat there and talked to this kid in the crowd about how amazing Hippo was. so dumb. And he was like, yeah, yeah, just watch the check out the drummer. Make sure you watch the drummer. The second he got up on that stage, you could see the kid's face like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I've also Uh, heard stories about like him hearing somebody talk mad shit about him and being like, oh, so what don't what don't you like about him? (laughs) Just like drag it it out. Really milking it out. There's another story about him when we were doing a little run with Papa Dozy with our friend Malcolm Johnson. Yeah, on the road with us. And we were in Chicago. And there was, uh, we were opening for them. And I remember him saying that there was some chick at the show and she was like, well, you signed my ass. So he signed her ass and she was at the show the next night. She goes, I got your signature tattooed, tattooed yeah. on my ass. I was nice. like, yeah, that was a fucking Joe story right there yeah. for sure. It was like, wow. nice, Joe. Crazy. Fucking famous. You know, you can be whoever, but. I mean, does one of you guys want to get my name tattooed on your ass? I mean, I feel like that might be like an upper echelon thing. I mean, so to bring it maybe? back, though. What if we all get each other's names He's tattooed like, on our asses? Like, okay, we'll all kind of go one to the right. And like, that'll create, like, uh, you know. That way there's no animosity. It's even. Everybody and it'll create a feedback oh loop of God. fame. We'll all get famous because some, we all have our name tattooed on somebody's us. ass. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I'm not ruling it out of the, uh, the equation. I mean, if we get a big enough response on the internet i'll tattoo you know just about anything i mean I guess. Yeah, there he goes <laughs> but to wrap it back up so like with so hippo that's what we're that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. that brought us into so into production you, I, you met them at you met joe at founders at working at founders i met them started going to shows and you know that was when you were when you were awed by things back in the day you know and like of meeting course. someone because i've been in production a long time and it just makes you jaded over time you know oh, yeah you meet yeah. you just it's not what it was at one point honestly it takes like a week (laughs) (laughs) it's not over time so i um i would go to shows i would hang out with them and um their old merch girl uh rachel when they were going to go on a tour out west uh because this is a national and international touring band that we're talking about here international touring band (laughs) he says with Uh, a smirk on his face (laughs) they played canada (laughs) (laughs) it was listed that i think that they played europe once somebody mistakenly said i don't know i don't it's not true true. it's not true but it was nobody fixed it no (laughs) and somebody totally like introduced them at a festival Uh, once by saying all of it we were like yeah yeah So um, I filled in for Rachel, who was not going to go, and I went as Merch Tommy. And at the nice. time, I had a bunch of weed, which I think was a good seller. And it's like, hey, guys, I got weed. Let's Classic. go on the road. We're going out. And and that was uh, that was when Sam was still in the band. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, they had two guitar players. They yeah. actually went through a lot of different band members over they time. They, they had a... Not as much as like the emo, screamo, punk bands. Some of those, yeah. And... I, like Some of them, they, they exist, and it's not even any of the original members. You know what I mean? At least they kept original members. But yeah, they did switch a lot. That was that first tour that I went on. We went out west. That has the whole Hey Tommy story. That one's the one. Hey, look, there's Tommy shitting on the side of the road. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, we're going to get to that later. That's yeah. one of the lines was from that tour. Yeah. Okay. That was so, the bus. You were in a bus. That, that was when we were in the old church bus, the yeah. old Money Blenders. So yeah. you were you were doing merch at that time. I then. started were... just doing merch. Okay. I didn't start doing actual lighting and production. And so I did merch with them for a couple of months. And that's when they were bringing Herman for certain times. 
we'd go to festivals, they'd bring Herm in, you know, and they asked me at one point, hey, we want to get in lighting. And as you guys know, I don't drink. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, do yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like that, you know. So, um, as being sober, Tommy, it was like, hey, you know, you're actually at the shows. We can trust you. You know, you're gonna be there. So that was kind of the introduction to it, and it Herm just, giving us lights. And this was like yeah. circa 2000, 2011. I forget exactly because it was end of the year, beginning of the year time. That would have been when I graduated. It was. How long did you do lighting for him? Two years, maybe. About two years. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's a little bit shorter than I, I actually. Know. Yeah, had I thought imagined. you were with them for a little longer than that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I was around them for longer than that, but for actual lighting, lighting. I want to say like around like maybe two years. That's interesting. It's not like disappointing or anything mm-hmm. like that. That's just I, I for some reason I already I had imagined you with them for you know four or five years or no. And and as period. I love them, and it was not a job that paid very well. You know? <laughs> it, it paid yeah. in experiences. They'll tell you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was you know how did the console and the software and like learning all of that. How did that happen? Was that like a, a group effort or was that no, something that was you kind of just had like, to do so um you guys know herm you work for herm yeah, we've talked yeah. about it summer camp we've talked herm about was, herm, herm the was the one who was kind of like my mama bird to baby bird okay and yeah, i was yeah. supposed to have two weeks with the lights and then it turned to one week with the lights and then it turned to 48 <laughs> hours with the lights and then it was more like okay baby bird we're gonna throw you out of the nest we're not gonna give you a shove we're gonna like throw you and let's see how you do so yeah. i knew how to let's see first time i ever plugged everything in i wired it up all backwards because right. i didn't Excellent. know Excellent. i didn't know I didn't know. I popped circuits. I plugged too many lights into one circuit. You nice. know, I didn't. I didn't know. Um, so I really kind of was given. It, it was like being at the finish line of a race and trying to run it backwards without really <laughs> being able to see what you're doing. Yeah, so that's an interesting. You're gonna analogy. fall once or twice because yeah. you can't see. So that's kind of what I had was the finished product, and I had no idea how the product got finished. So I had to really like chip away and learn and learn little things. And you know, Ryan will tell you the first time I integrated another system, you know it was like fucking walls coming down you know I'm sitting there like quoting the fucking you know East Germany and West Germany fucking tearing the wall down <laughs> that's what I was comparing it to you know Tommy learning lighting yeah. people over in Germany you know I don't know yeah no it's uh... <laughs> wow what the fuck with the analogy that's that great. great that's good but, uh, I mean, you you can say it just as much. You know, some of that stuff is hard to learn. Yeah. I yeah. mean, now I, once you I, figure it out, you're like, oh, I feel so stupid. I couldn't yeah. figure this out. I think a lot of it is just language, too. <laughs> you know, I, for a lot of, I mean, a lot of learning is, is just. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily a very common job either. Syntax. Yeah. So, the syntax of it all. I mean, like, unless you really uh, get shown how to do a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, now, nowadays, you know, there's YouTube channels and internet and how to do right, everything. Right. But, you know, back then, I bet it was just a lot of fucking, a lot harder. Just a lot of fun. Calls. calls. I was just gonna say a lot of phone calls. Yeah, a lot of a lot phone of calls. calls. And uh Herm was not always the easiest to get a hold of. So there was definitely yeah, I mean, everybody's busy, <laughs> a little everybody's bit of a... got their own thing going on, you know. And I definitely there there was there was a, a squad of us. There still is. Yeah, obviously. oh yeah, oh yeah. But Shane. it was very much like, okay, I'm gonna make the rounds and see who's gonna fucking pick up and help me out here. And, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, typically, still happens. Somebody <laughs> always, somebody always picks up. I'll say that. I still get calls about stuff. Yeah. I still get calls yeah. from people that I know, and sometimes it's just little dumb things. Sometimes it's like could be something that you knew because it happened to you recently or you know yeah, sometimes you yeah. got to make that call and right. sometimes it's like yeah. an easy answer you know. So all I in all, though, you were with Hippo for about. 
five uh, years, four or five years. Uh, probably around. I was friends with him for a good two years before I went out on the road with him. So I was around him, knew him everything like four years, yeah, okay. five years, let's say. I don't know. Numbers, Tommy, no good. Well, either way, you clearly made a big impact on them because they, they wrote a song. They about did write you. a song about yeah. me. Hey, Tommy. If none of you have ever heard it. Go to your local library. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not go. sure if they'll have don't that. Do. Actually, you should. Don't go to your local library. No, no, you still <laughs> okay, should. wait, you still should go to your local library. <laughs> Josh uh, is just shaking just, his head just over here. Plug in promoting our local libraries, I guess. I don't know. They should. I, libraries I, get no love anymore. I know a lot about this song. I bet you do. Uh, I, I obviously I toured with Hippo. For... I'll give you here's a here's a funny story about this song that you've never heard. So one of the first couple of times <laughs> here we go. Let's go. We were we were playing at uh, Hoxieville, and this was when Sam it's a was festival still around in Northern the festival Michigan. Hoxieville. Yeah, and we were doing a day set. There was no point to me doing lights. We had been on course, tour. We had classic. just gotten home, and it was like okay, you know, I'm tired. It, we're middle of the day. It's the like using it's, a flashlight. The sun's coming at, so there was no point. So what's anyways, the point? Yeah. So uh, Sam, their old guitar player, I was standing there with him watching the show because you know Sam and I were definitely friends he was a cool fucking guy Sam's a cool dude uh which they're playing at Billy's too coming up promote that yeah they are they are definitely and you guys go to yeah, Billy's yeah yeah uh, are we not Billy's uh the sawmill or whatever sawmill anyway big yeah. rapids Andy right? Kirby right is yeah. joining them uh-huh. yeah. Joe, Joe Joe and Brian. Brian yeah that'd be cool you guys for anybody who is all fans of what we're talking about please go yeah. anyway so I saw Sam and hey Tommy is definitely a complicated song yeah it's got a lot of parts it's got a lot of notes to it it's a lot of starts stops all over the place it's kind of it's meant to make fun of the way that i talk in different directions (laughs) all over the place yeah it's it's definitely pretty that's so yeah it's it's musically making fun of me so i'm sitting there with sam and he just he looks at me and he's like i would have been the biggest asshole learning to play this song he's like i would not have been okay with playing this he's like there is way too much stuff going on in this song he's like he's like don't get me wrong it's really cool i would not have been fun to be around during the learning process of this song fuck that dude (laughs) was like that song is a it's a technical song for sure yeah it's cool once you get the swing of it it's yeah. not too bad if, but... if i were gonna try and like cover a uv hippo song that's probably gonna be the last one of the last ones on my list yeah. to learn that and tugboat I tugboat mean, personally my story was they told me they wrote that and made it as hard as they could because they wanted it to be hard to run lights too. yeah that's exactly how the first yeah. time he ever played it he introduced it he said this is he's like i wrote this song about him and i wrote the hardest song that I could, and I was sitting there like, "What the fuck am I about to hear?" Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's really all over the place. It really is. It's wacky, and uh, yeah, I mean, hey, it's sexy. Tommy. It's got a part called "Sexy Time" to it. Part sexy. three is actually called "Sexy Time." I, really, they yeah. call that "Sexy Time." That's too. "Sexy Time." Nice. Really? Yeah, the part that uh, the there's only one little line of Mogan there, and that's when "Sexy Time." Yeah, there. yeah, and I mean, it's the, so the song is called "Hey Tommy." It is. It's by Ultraviolet Hippopotamus. You can go and check it out and listen to it, so you can get a vibe of what we're talking about. Uh, not, at, not at your local library, probably Spotify. <laughs> now, so the best part about Hey Tommy is there's a lyric in there that says, when we say Hey Tommy, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh-huh. And now, Tom, if I were to look at you and said, Hey Tommy. What does Hey Tommy mean? What so, does hey as I Tommy aforementioned, I, the first time everyone on the road with him, I was like, hey, I got a bunch of weed. Let's go do so this. So much pot. So, Hey Tommy was kind of a reference to let's go smoke weed. Let's go get high. So they wouldn't say, hey, let's go get high. It'd be like, hey, Tommy. 
Hey, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. <laughs> hey, Tommy. And it would be like that. It would be like over and over again. It's like, guys, want you know where it is. You don't need me yeah. to do this. Yeah. Cool. And then, oh, hey, oh, Tommy. Like, hey, like, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. And it'd be like over and in over. In succession. And, like, oh, right, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Like just that. Like, annoying. right in my face. Like, <laughs> yeah. right in my And they even started telling, they told me uh, they would. you would be like asleep in the back of the bus. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they'd be like, hey, Tom. And you, hey, Tommy. Got hey, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. <laughs> Okay, I didn't. I didn't care. It, it was family. I mean, but people that know me, I'm definitely a generous person. Like, hey, let's do this. Let's. What I have, you know, I like to share with people. That's what Hey Tommy means. That's means what Hey Tommy means. Exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. Are there any crazy or uh, like good memories back in the van that you like really miss being there? Are there any like times where it wasn't all uh, shit? There was. So, <laughs> or shitting you know what? by the side of the road. One of I will tell you one of the like funniest moments I've ever. I remember. I remember and. I, I hate to pick on him, but I'm going to pick on Russ for this one. Yeah, let's pick on <laughs> Russ. Pick on Russ. Pick on Russ. If you really want to pick on Russ, you call him Gus. Gus. All right. So this is this is the birth of Gus right here, I guess. Uh, so <laughs> Sam had just left. When we were on tour, Sam left in the middle of tour. I don't know if you guys knew that. I didn't know that. That first tour that I went, Sam did the first week, and then he left. He just in the middle of the night and it was not great. And like, I love all the boys, you know, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry that it did happen, you know, but you know, stuff happens, whatever. And he left. And so Russ had been rhythm at the time. Russ was not lead. And it was like, hey, Russ, you have what? to learn all You're the lead gonna parts. You're going to be lead. And we were playing <laughs> in what. Steamboat. And I mean, Russ was just sweating it. And, you know, that's got to be rough. You know, he's not used to doing this. And hey, we got to go play a full show. Yeah. And it was a small little stage. And I mean, <laughs> this is probably actually the best thing that happened to him that night. Because it, it was tough. I, I know that that's got to be tough, you know, like and mentally getting through it, you know. And, and I mean, dude, he shined. Don't get me wrong. Russ is fucking awesome. dude. Yeah. He, he took it and he he tore it apart. But the funniest thing that happened during that show is it was in a small place and his microphone, he had a long stand and some girl hit the back of it and it hit him right in the oh, face shit. in the middle oh, no. of the show. Damn. And as I said, that was probably the best thing that happened to him that day. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I remember that and I just remember laughing so hard. Was, but for him, he must have just been like... What could you do about it? There's nothing well, no, that no, you can you, do. You're not going to be mad at the person oh, exactly. who did it, but like at the same time, it's like... This must just be like the it was. It was the icing on the cake. Yeah, you know, for except real. It, yeah, it was the like, cherry on top. But the cherry was like this big, and it just <laughs> right. destroyed the cake. You, as it hit the top. <laughs> <laughs> you prepared yourself for all of this. You know, this uh, uncomfortable situation, exactly. and, and then it, you get blindsided with this other factor that is completely out of your control. Oh, you know, like so that's just. There was another story. I'll tell you one that this was Tommy fail right here, and I probably screwed this up at Pyramid Scheme for a couple of people, but there's a no haze <laughs> thing. There's yeah. a no haze rule yeah, there. there is. Oh, and this yeah. one, are you responsible for that? Maybe I don't know. Well, they told us that we had to keep it light because it would. And this is like, dude, it's all learning experiences. And that was one of my learning experiences. Where you asked me, like, this was a bad learning experience because I worked really hard to integrate multiple systems when Strange Arrangement was playing. They had actually bought a light rig too, and so man, I there are had, so many awesome shout outs in this right. episode. <laughs> Venue, Strange Arrangement, another band another wise. band. Anybody, if you'd yeah. like to hear someone, go on Spotify. They've got a couple albums. They yeah. were wonderful. That was a band that we did a lot of stuff with, but I guess I ran the haze a little too hard and I learned the hard way because I set the alarms off and all as, as anyone will tell you, like a lighting show without haze just isn't really much, you know, you can't see the beam angles. You can't see anything. So a lot of lighting lighting exists in a 3d world. I'm going to go take a break. You know, I just did two nights at pyramid scheme for new year's Eve. Did they let you run stuff now? They now no haze. And they even own their own moving head fix uh, lights now too. And you didn't get to run any haze. No, no haze. Oh man, that's funny. I, yeah, I totally set the alarm off and 
They were happy as a clam. Let's say that. Okay? So you're at least partly responsible for that. Yeah, that but policy. I mean, it, it's just such a demoralizing feeling too. And you're like, man, I wrote this program. I wanted to see it in action, you know, because I'm going to get one show and I get one shot at this. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And then it was nothing. I mean, he still ran it and it still worked and everything, you know, but all you saw was just colors going everywhere. You didn't get to see any of the patterns or gobos or anything as much. You know, it's just not as much fun without Hayes. Uh, I want to add on to Josh's question about fun moments in the van and stuff. Is there a standout show? Is there like a night with Hippo uh, either doing merch or running lights where you were like, I'm really stoked that I was here that night. You know what I mean? You know, I'm going to go same, same night that we found out that Joe, that someone had tattooed Joe's name on his ass. We were in Evansville, Indiana, which I don't know if nice. you ever played Evansville. Yeah. That was a really fun show. There may or may not have been drugs in the air on that night, but we had a good time. That run, it was over 10 years ago. There was probably drugs. What was one time where I was like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. And it was that weekend. And it was... You know, having Malcolm around was great. Um, Zink used to be in there. I'll, oh, let's yeah. throw another shout out there. Yeah, Ryan Zink. You know, there's Bryce. another one. Oh, God. So many good times yeah. with Bryce Jones. Oh, Bryce yeah. Jones, if you're out there, love bad you, buddy. Dagger. Fuck dagger. yeah, dude. We'll shout out Bad Dagger. Hell yeah, Bad Dagger. Bad Eddie. Dagger is awesome. Look up that band. Yep, there's another one. <laughs> Loving these drops. We're going to have to tag all these bands in this episode. I honestly <laughs> thought, I considered just making up names and start just like, oh, and seeing like, if you guys would go, oh, yeah, that guy, Brad, yeah. Brad Cooper. Brad Cooper, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what was next after UV Hippo? Like, uh, what did you, was it uh did you have your next job lined up or was it did you no. float around a little bit yeah i kind of floated around for a little in my like late 20s early 30s there you know i was definitely kind of a drifter you know i i had a good career in front of me but you know i'm i'm not always i wasn't the greatest about like having my living situation completely set up i mean being on the road all the time it's it's easy almost to run away from your problems. Being oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, yeah. So I'll easy. say that, you know. So during that time, I definitely had some problems that I think I was running away from. It, it was it was easy, you know. It's really easy to just, it's just turn your phone yeah. off and ignore everything. Drive know? away. Exactly. And, exactly. and that's no longer a problem. Yeah. So when I left Michigan, I went to Indiana and I lived with Bryce Jones uh, and I worked for her. And I started out doing just slow stuff. Mousetrap. Another another throw out there. Yeah. Uh, Mousetrap, we did a lot of shows at. I've probably done more shows in one building is the Mousetrap than any other thing. That's, that's yeah, I mean, that's you probably were there every weekend for a long time. A long time, you know. It's really and saying then, something. They're still doing shows there to this oh, yeah, day. You know, I still like when I'm driving around a lot of times, I'll call people, you know, Ryan will tell you because he'll see my phone call and be like, fuck, no, I'm not answering that. <laughs> he knows he what knows I what's say. coming. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, that's I'm not, not what I say. <laughs> no, it's a calculated decision. It's do I have an hour to talk <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, phone that's right usually now? usually what happens is like, you uh, know, what you guys could do, too, is you could probably answer it and put like something that's just going, uh-huh. Uh-huh. There we go. Uh-huh. Now we're talking. And just set it next to me. <laughs> That's I, easy. That's I will say one. I am the king of talking after the phone is hung up and I don't realize it. The other day, I think I explained <laughs> some Game of Thrones stuff to my mom for maybe like two or three minutes before I realized that she wasn't even on the line. Nice. <laughs> Tommy Chatterbox. A hundred percent. So you're currently working with Bluebird uh, Media, which I, that's who we've all been working yep, down yep. here with. Adam Katz, thank you out there. Yeah. He is not only my boss, but Another my friend. Shout Another out. shout out. Why not? Damn, dude. Why not? Shout outs all day. 
No, uh, Adam has he's amazing, amazing boss. Yes. Uh, his crew's wonderful. Yes. Uh, used to be, what was it, complete audio and we visual? We were complete audio visual, complete yeah. AV or calves as a lot yeah. of people, and which was started by his father a long time ago. And Steve passed away during COVID yep. and left the business to Adam. Rest who, in peace. I did meet him once. Steve was a cool guy. So how did you find Bluebird? How did you meet the cats? Family? All right. So here we go. Here's oh, yet another, here yet another shout out. All right. Everybody buckle say, in for another fucking half an hour. <laughs> here's, I got three, I got three words for you. The design oasis. Okay. D- I was doing D- Orange Bowl. Oh, in 2019. Yep. Uh, that's how I have a lot of friends too, is from working through Design Oasis. And, yeah. you know, we've all, we've all worked for them. Anyways, I was doing Orange Bowl, Design Oasis. I had a stage outside and I had uh, a gentleman named Mike Lang was my L2 on the Another stage. Another shout out, yep. Mike. <laughs> and with Mike. Mike Lang saw, I, I love TDO, but I was a little frustrated with them at the time as that has happened over time. And he said, hey, I want to give you this guy's number. He goes, this, this is a cool dude. I think that you'd mesh really well with him. This is where a lot of people work. So he gave me Adam's number. It took him about a week to get back to me, but he goes, hey, I got some gigs. Uh, why don't you come on to a gig? And my first gig with Adam, I'm going to go even further back, TDO. The first time I came down here was for an Orange Bowl 2015, 2016. I don't exactly remember. The first Bluebird Cavs gig that I ever did, there was a bunch of people that were on that gig. Mind you, this is, you know, years later, four or five years later, and I've been seeing them. Wall, Shamu, MJ, Short Round, who else was right. on that? Wanchi, you know, there's all, all sorts the of people guys. who were... Who you were, will be quizzed on all these names at yes, the end of the yes, podcast. Later. <laughs> yeah, mentionables, buckle in. Uh, so all these people that I met th- through TDO were all working for Adam, which I was like, hey, these were the people that I liked. This is a good sign, you know? So I walked in and it was... Love at first sight, yeah, I guess I'd say. I was I'd just going to say it. Damn it, he beat me to it. Yeah. Son of a so, bitch. So you had already worked with a lot of those same yeah. dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Previously. And I knew them all. And, like, and I had been working with them for years. I'd come down here, I'd do gigs, and these are the guys that they would hire and bring in. And so, and especially because uh, during the Christmas time, there's really not much going on. And so usually Orange Bowl is one of the only gigs that would happen. So everyone would jump on a TDO thing. Gotcha. Otherwise, uh, a lot of the people that I work for, you know, they work. There's a couple different companies out there. Right, but of course. TDO doesn't do as much corporate stuff for us, you know. Right, was... and let's make a quick distinction there. So, uh, Tommy does a lot of corporate work yes. now. Now he, I do a lot of corporate. A lot, of, a lot of like, I, I don't want to say weddings because I don't think you do a lot of weddings. No, we but don't that do that type of type of lighting, more like mood lighting, room lighting. But hey, if anybody wants to make money, weddings are money, money makers. makers. If anybody's out there and has something so to do. Money. Uh, yeah, you do audio a little bit as well. You yeah. do video. You Dude, do I gave my neighbors carpentry. some busted Christmas lights and two speakers, and he went and did a wedding and made money off of them. I'm not even kidding you. He, <laughs> couldn't, he couldn't figure out how to change the colors of the lights or anything. He just plugged them in, and he's like, it doesn't go green. I'm like, yeah, the green diode's out. Like, it's totally broken. I gave this to you so you could, like, put it in your yard. Yeah. But he went, he went and did a wedding <laughs> from it. I was Good like, fucking sweet, Hell dude. Yeah. But, yeah, and I mean, so obviously you used to do, you know, concerts and stuff uh-huh. like that. and. I, you still, I mean, obviously you still go to concerts. I know you went to Iceland for Umphreys. Umphreys, that was my my honeymoon. God yeah. bless my wife. My yeah. wife is the most beautiful woman in the world, I will oh say. Oh, my God. Oh, I would. I will you are such a Love sucker, her till the dude. day I die. She is the greatest human being on this planet wow. that I know. Shout what out to Carrie. Shout out to Carrie. I tell you, my two heroes Shout in it. this world are 
My wife and my mother. Those are my two heroes in life. God damn, you're getting all the brownie points right now, man. It's the truth. He's just shrugging like, yeah, you know. Uh, so, but how did you how did you get led to? So you you've worked with Kevin Gates. Yep. Uh, and, and if I'm not mistaken, you started out as like a tech in L2. I started as L2 with Kevin. They needed an L2 to jump in with Rob Burns. Another another shout out, man. Yeah. We're just getting way yeah. too many of them in here. Yeah. Uh, Rob Burns was uh, L2 on uh, the gig for the first half and my friend Kyle who was PM and was the lighting designer for it uh, we were doing a gig together in Atlanta he works for a company called Music Matters Production or did right. at the time another another shout out How many are we, what are we up to like I don't know are we up dude, to, it's, like, it's out of control Baker's Dozen here I don't know <laughs> um, uh, actually uh, if you are a particularly studious mentionable you will know that uh, Martin Mm-hmm. Our our, fir- our very mm-hmm. first our guest, very first guest, actually worked with Music Matters. Music Matters, yeah. Martin, God bless Martin. Yeah. We we love Martin. He's he's a wonderful human being. So another shout out, another shout out, <laughs> and callback. What to is our happening first guest. right now? We gotta stop. <laughs> we, gotta we gotta stop, stop. with the name drops. No, all right, uh, I'm just gonna get it out of the world. We have just a, an all inclusive shout out to the yes, world. This right is now. for everybody. <laughs> all names. There, it's done. Okay, you're included in the words all and names. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I was asked to come on and jump in the middle of the tour and, you know, me being my bubbly, happy self, you know, they, we got along with everybody really well. So I went back and did two more tours after that, going to L2 again on the second one and moving into a production manager uh, was, role on the last one. Go ahead and give me like, make it quick though, please. What? Yeah. I know you. I mean, make dude, I am Just not the me, person gotta make give it quick. Me, to give you a quick story. Give me a day in the life of Tom Edwin. DeHock. Thomas, dude, it's Thomas. Okay. Do I need to take Thomas that microphone away Edwin from you? Thomas. <laughs> give us a day in the life of Tom as PM for Kevin Gates. What was you, you know, wake up on the bus? You know, wake up on the bus, me being me, I, I always wanted to be one of the first ones in. I right. would be one of the first people in and I would go hunt down the PM. Who am I talking to today? Let me get the numbers from you that I need. Let me get your runners numbers. Let me talk to your runners. Hey, I'm Tommy. You know, this is what we're going to do today. You know, I'm a person that just communicates a lot. So I would always go around, make sure my guys are good. Make cafecito. Everybody loved cafecito on tour. Uh, so oh, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I had to do that like three times a day. I wasn't PM. I was B1, barista one. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my actual term. I was barista first. And <laughs> that's espresso, okay. <laughs> which we're in South Florida. So everybody, anyone who knows about the cafecito, the South Florida Cuban coffee, yeah. knows Lada. what we're talking about, man. You know, that's We talk like, about it plenty. That stuff's like gold down here. Liquid you know, crack. You, you learn to do that. So that was actually kind of fun bringing around. So we would. Make coffee, give it to all these people who uh, seeing stagehands that had no idea what this stuff was and then giving them this like literally liquid cocaine is what it is, you know, watching them just go fucking ham haywire, which which was great. I always called it psychological warfare. Here, try this. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, you're about to go into like seventh gear that you didn't even know you had. <laughs> you know? I, uh, I convinced a kid in New York to uh, oh, take a shit. shot and it took some convincing, but he like saw everybody in the crew. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, oh, yeah, no, for they it. Do. and he was like, all right, I guess I'll give it a shot. And, everybody like, I gave him a shot stuff. of it and he was immediately like oh i get it yeah, yeah. yeah. you <laughs> people can taste that, how strong it is people that don't like coffee this is different it's kind of like candy it almost tastes it's, like it tastes like a dark chocolate yeah yeah i've been told my hand is very heavy when it comes to how much sugar i put in stuff which is terrible because i don't even always drink it i just give are. it off to everybody here <laughs> here's your diabetes cup sorry about that but um yeah you would you would have people that would like you're saying that would like watch everybody else and that was another thing about it 
It was nice to give it to people because it was like an act of like togetherness. They were experiencing this yeah. new feeling together, which is also really, really helped out for their work environment. Everybody was happy. That's what Coffee I really like about like, it. it. It brings everybody together way for of a nice little bread. community. It, it really is. It thing, puts you know? them and it gets to a point too, where if you don't do it and people expect it, sometimes it gets a little dark and they're like, what yeah. the fuck is a cafecito, Tommy? <laughs> yeah, like, I, have, I have a... F- I have feelings, you know. I'm not just a pot of coffee. (laughs) Anyway, so like we were saying, short story long, like we were just saying before. So you make the coffee, you make your rounds. A lot of of coffee, a lot of rounds. You make sure shit works the way it's supposed to. Yeah, you know, answering emails. Sometimes a lot of it would just be holding people's hands. Sometimes people just want to be told yes or no. Some people have a lot of questions. We were a relatively small crew. We didn't need much. We didn't have many instruments. You know, it was, you know, what did we have? We had left and rights for Kevin. We had left and rights for DJ. You know, we had. Did you bring like a lighting package with you or anything? Yeah, we had a small lighting package and video package, and you know, it all fit in a box truck. Okay, okay. That's you don't really get tours that go in box trucks. Yeah, no. Second one we had a semi. First one we had a box truck. But, you know, a video wall. And just using local labor for the most part for always, a lot of it? Always. Always using local labor. That is the, the fun roll of the dice of touring. Is that <laughs> you never know who's going to walk in that door. You never know what their attitude is that day. You never know how much experience they have. So, you know, yeah. one thing of one thing of PMing, too, is me being me. You know, I'll sometimes, like, seek out that person who you can tell just isn't in the best mood and be like, I'm just going to annoy the piss out of you until I can make you smile or make you laugh. <laughs> Kill you with you kindness. Something. You know? So, that's, yeah. that's Bam Bam style right you know, there. Sometimes you got sometimes you got to just, like, see that kind of shit. So Shout out. a lot of it was just, yeah, Bam Bam. No, no, no. <laughs> all names. We already went over this. Shout out to all names. <laughs> and libraries. <laughs> So at summer camp, I once said something along the lines of, I can't wait to quit my day job. And you responded, good luck. I just quit mine a week ago. I did? <laughs> That's yes, it. You yeah. said something along those lines. This is yeah. like almost a direct quote. Damn. And, and uh, I don't know if you were serious and that you had actually quit yours just a week before, but when did you realize you could actually make lighting a career? Uh, were you always determined to make it determined to make it happen, or was there a plan B? Like, uh, or did it kind of just fall into your lap? Man, I am like a I'm like a go where the winds of life take me type person. A lot of it was fall into my lap. You know, when I was younger, like I said, I I definitely struggled in life. I I did not see five steps in front of me. I could see right in front of me. I mean, I struggled with alcohol too when I was younger. And when you're like an alcoholic, you know, you don't look that far ahead. Yeah. You look, hey, I got money. Sure. I'm going to get wasted, you know. And being in the scene was great because you can get away with anything, you know. Yeah. When you're running these stages, man, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. So long as you're keeping it within, you know, like tone, you can really do what you want. I mean, when I drank and I did shows, I mean, I was hams all day. And I mean, all fucking day. From the second I woke up, I would start drinking and we would drink. Like if I, it didn't matter if they were warm or cold. I just loved my hams and I would just sit there and be <laughs> sipping on a fucking hams Hank Hill style like all fucking day, man. It's hilarious to even think Hank Hill style. <laughs> so was it was uh, Founders your last like actual like legitimate day job then? Like no, when, when you... no, when I lived in Bloomington, Indiana, um, I didn't live in Indianapolis when I was working with her for all that time. I lived in Bloomington and I actually had a restaurant job that I could okay. come and go to all as right. I wanted to. Um, and he loved it when I was there. He hated that's it when I was gone. something that's invaluable, when it, like priceless, when you're trying to make a, a job on the road work. Having, yeah. having something you can come back to and like, hey, I'm here. I need work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the hard part about it. I'm not good enough with money that I could save my money and make it work for yeah. like a long time. You know, like I said, I saw two steps in front of me and two steps in front of me was to go buy a bunch of hams and sip on it Hank Hill style all day. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's time, boys. I, is it time? I, I think it's time. Is it for time the, for the fart, Mike? Oh, dude, on the count of three, <laughs> can, a, we, can we do this on the count of three? One, two, three. Spill, Spill the, the beans. beans, baby. That's our so. favorite segment when we're interviewing people. Copy. And uh, basically, we called around to a bunch of friends and family. Yeah, you don't have a Facebook. You don't no, have, I don't. You, you don't have social media. No, I don't. It's I hard don't believe in that to stuff. creep on your Facebook when yeah. you don't have one. No, and, I don't. And actually, Tom, you might remember uh, mentionables. Our, our interviews with Shane Beasley in season one uh, throughout October. Tom is one of the people we called to get some some spilled beans. Oh, that's jam. funny. That's true. Yeah, and Martin called, too. I want to say you guys yeah, called, called me about Martin, Martin too. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. We called you to Fuck. dig up dirt on on got the uh, scoop several of our interviews. Guess what, motherfucker? Today's your day. Coming around cool. Full circle. Hit me. What do you What do you guys got? What stupid thing have I done in my so, life? So this one is a very. We don't, we don't have enough time to talk about all the stupid shit I've done in my. Yeah, life. I mean, I feel like this first one he already brought up. Right? Yeah, he did already. Bring Bring this one up, and uh, this one, I, I, I think we all three might know. We might know this story, but there's a lyric in "Hey Tommy" where it says "shitting outside." Hey, look, there's Tommy the shitting the on the side of the road where yeah. it pops in. So that was that first tour that we went on. The longest bus ride that we ever fucking did in that stupid bus was we went from <laughs> Arcata, California, back to Grand Rapids. The drive itself took 52 hours. It was raining. It was snowing. We put chains on and then sat there. It didn't do anything. We just put them on and then we sat there on the side of the road. Anyways, in the pouring rain, about four in the morning, I'm sitting there. Joe's And Joe's driving and he'll tell you, Joe had just started driving. And like, we went to a couple gas stations, but they were all like automated. There was no, right. everything was closed, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like tapping my feet. Oh God, I got to shit. I got to shit. So Joe oh takes over God. and I was like, Joe, I got to poop. And he's kind of, okay. No, no, Joe, I got to, like, right now? You want me to fucking pull over now? Okay. <laughs> Stop the car! So we pull, and it, mind you, it's pouring rain. I don't know. This is the, la- I'm down to my last option, okay? This wasn't my first option, you know? So at this <laughs> point, I'm in panic mode at this point, okay? You know, I got to go. So I was wearing, like, heavy corduroys. It was cold out. It was September, you know, up there. It gets cold. And I was like, hoodie, corduroys. I just ran right out there and pooped. I don't remember what I wiped with that. I just remember being soaking fucking wet and coming back into the bus. And I don't even remember who said it. They were like, why didn't you take your clothes off? <laughs> and I just had to sit there in wet clothes. <laughs> like a day on the bus while oh. we had the chains on the bus while we were sitting there in a snowstorm crossing over the mountains in Colorado. That was uh, That's where that lyric comes. Hey, look, there's Tommy shitting on the side of the road. It's a very true lyric. Uh, and that was in the rain, you said? That was in the pouring, pouring fucking rain. rain. Cold rain. And, and it was yes. cold rain. In the cold September rain, you know, he actually got the song wrong. It's, you know, he said October, but he meant September. Oh, really? Yeah, actually, you know, he's, he's still, he's, he's, he's still getting arguing about the damn song out. today. He caught out. It's the fucking wrong 10-year-old song, and Tommy's like, you know, he still got it wrong. <laughs> Hot takes. Uh, tell us about this. Apparently, you hit a bowl of hash right before you were being pulled over by a cop in Kentucky. Oh, man. When we were in Kansas, we got oh, pulled Kansas. over. Kansas. My bad. I got that Kansas, wrong. Kansas, yeah. Anybody. Still Kansas sucks. is not a great place to get pulled over. So we got pulled over for having something with our DOT numbers wrong. And it was a hassle because this cop was just giving us shit about having a, like the laws state that if you have a 16-person passenger van, which we didn't. We had a 15-person passenger with a class two so uh, multiple people had class two. So like you could drink on it. We had beer on the bus. Oh, it was no an shit. actual bus, like right. with swinging All doors right. and everything. Okay. So if you were in the back, like you legally could, we had, and this cop was arguing with us and whatnot. And the funniest part is that was when I had a bunch of hash at the time. This is back before pens when like bubble hash was the big hash. Oh yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, we had been smoking it like up front, like maybe five, 10 minutes before we got pulled over. I think Russ was driving and I was still up, you know, we were driving from 
Colorado across maybe home or something like yeah. that. And yeah, we had definitely been smoking hash up front and never said a word about that. Made us put our beer in the trailer. Yeah, you he, know? Did he did. Yeah, he did. That was, he didn't smell it? No, never smelled it or anything. You know, like I said, this was kind of before the time, I think, before they were really looking for that. Plus, it's Kansas, you know, this was BFE fucking Kansas. He hassled the living piss out of us. He wrote us seven different citations, which we got out of six of them, which I mean, a lot of... How many? We had seven seven citations given to us. Jesus. But yeah. he didn't and find the weed. All right. Didn't find didn't find anything. Yeah. And uh Russ Gus went to court for it all and it sucked because he had to go back and get a lawyer, which Oh wow, really? Yeah, he went back and fought it all and he got six of the seven dropped. You know, because they're they're nice. literally just throwing shit at a wall. That's what they're doing in this scenario. Yeah. You know, are you really gonna come back or are you just gonna pay the money so, and move on? So uh no trouble for drinking in the back of the van. No, they made us no, he just hassled us for it and made us you can't have this here. It's like, yeah, actually we can. You know, but nobody wanted to fucking say shit because it's like, hey, you know, we got a bunch of weed with us and shit. So Yeah, maybe yeah. don't you know, we're kinda, the cop. Kind of yeah. sitting there biting our tongue, you know, because it's hard when you're right and someone else is wrong. But this is America, and you could be factually right, but yet somehow, you know, people will say, no. Somehow, still wrong. Exactly, exactly. Not my America, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what to expect from this one. Sure. But uh, Brokeback Kitty Mountain t-shirt. Oh, man. Those sound like a bunch of words that you just strung to get, like, ad-lib together. (laughs) So there was, uh, yeah, there was, like, this shirt that I used to wear all the time. In the days of when Tom thought he was cool, and I had this stupid kitty shirt before every... Ah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Back before everybody had like all the animal shirts and stuff, we were traveling, going back and forth. And there is a place called uh, the U.S.'s biggest rest stop or uh, the biggest truck stop in yeah, America. Yeah. Is on, it's on, I think Iowa, it's right? Iowa and Illinois on the yeah. border on I-80. And yeah, I mean, it's there. a cool place. And like, I forget who I was with. I think I was there with Zink no during puppies. this time. But no, this this has like a food court of like everything inside of it. This place is huge. There's it's a, like a mini mall. There's a, there's a fire truck museum there. Yeah, there's everything. Yeah. This place is crazy. If you if you guys are ever passing through it, it's worth stopping and checking out. It's really cool. Um, but anyway, so this was kind of before. I didn't want to say this is like kind of before the EDM movement where like kitties and sparkle shit, you know, got all fucking yeah, popular yeah. and everything and shit. So they had like a wall of these T-shirts. And, like, we were, like, pissing our pants laughing at these fucking things. Like, Zink and I just could not get over all this shit. Because you didn't see it everywhere at the time. So, yeah. So, I bought, like, a purple one with, like, all these fucking kittens everywhere and stuff. And it was epic as all hell. You know, it was, like, I had, <laughs> you know, I had a couple of shirts back then. I had, like, Tribe Called Quest shirt. Fucking epic. Kitty Why Mountain was it shirt. called fucking, the Brokeback Kitty Mountain I don't know. T-shirt. Probably because being me, you know, I probably <laughs> called it the, It was just kitties on a mountain, but to him it was Brokeback yeah, it Mountain. Was any, anything that I could add in to make it, you know. For for instance, you guys know my, my dog, who I have named Lady Wolfmore. Yeah. Lady Wolfmore of, of House Ruff, or what is she? She's Lady Wolfington, I'm sorry. Wolfington, And then yeah. it kept getting added on to, so now it's Lady Wolfington of House Ruffmore. Yes, there You know, go. Of, of the Count and Countess of Berkshire. You know, it's like, <laughs> you could just keep adding on and adding on. Harper, if you're listening, shut the fuck up for once, please. I love you, but you keep barking all the time. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to help, but I love you more than up. anything. Harper's uh, listens to our podcast? I hope so. All right, Tom. Our last one for the spill of the beans. Hit me. Rest stop cheese curds. So that was... <laughs> this is a good story. This is probably the best story that I'm going to tell you, okay? Save the best for last. Yep. Yeah, baby. So um, we were... It was middle of fucking winter. It was freezing fucking cold. We're up in Wisconsin or 
Minnesota, Wisconsin's cheese places, and it's somewhere in Wisconsin, and I'd never ate cheese curds. And, you know, it's like we're on with hippos. I'm probably high as fuck. So I'm like, yeah, man, get a bunch of them. So I ate like (laughs) way too much fucking cheese curds and shit. Okay. So we're in the middle of a show. I don't really remember how many people there. And we're like middle of the show. And I mean, Ryan will tell you, you don't want to get up on your middle show. You hold your piss. You bite your lip and you hold your piss. Unless it's utterly fucking urgent. Or you've got somebody who can fill in. And, you know, and we've got no one. And there's not a lot of people at the show, you know. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, I'm going to shit. Where was this? This was somewhere up in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I don't remember what town we're in. I remember it was like negative 15 outside. So you got to shit. So I got to shit. And I run out from behind the booth because there's no stopping this. And I remember Casey locking eyes with me and just watching me go past. (laughs) Being like, the fuck are you doing? And I go and I just unload in this bathroom. And I'll come back to this because there is no door on the bathroom stall. So uh, that I'm, was something that no. Dave had mentioned in so, particular. So, yeah. and, uh, so I'm sitting there and I shit and I'm just like, oh my God, this is awful. I, I really hope that, you know, this doesn't come back, you know? And so we go and, you know, they, they hit their break and they're all laughing. What the fuck was that about timing? I'm like, I'm not feeling good guys. And they're like, Too I run many back to the bathroom, carrots. start shitting again. And I'm like, <sighs> so we get to the third, we get to the second set. And we're going through it and I'm like, oh God, I'm like, I'm just, I'm sitting there sweating, you know, like when you're feeling like really bad yeah, and you're sweating. Yeah. So, you know, I'm running back Shit to the bathroom. Ba- oh, yeah. Running back to the bathroom and, you know, it's just not going away, my stomach aches. So this time I'm shitting and I just feel like I got to puke. And so I just puke on the wall right next to me. <laughs> Mind you, there is, there is no door on the bathroom stall. I got my pants down. So. I, I stand up with my pants around my ankles and I look up and there's this guy staring at me and I'm just standing there with my dick out and everything. And I look at the guy and I go, I just threw up everywhere. And the guy turns around and just walks right out the door. He's like, nope, I'm not fucking doing this. Just like piss and shit everywhere. This guy's standing in the bathroom with his dick out. I threw up. <laughs> the only redeeming Are you my daddy the only redeeming quality was i felt so bad so i went up to security at the end of the night and i'm like look dude i don't even drink you know i'm i'm not feeling good I'm, i felt better after that you know so i'm like hey man i'm sorry i'm really sorry but you Did know you i wanted to let that? you know that i threw up in your bathroom you know i'm not trying to be a dick and the guy's like oh so he goes over there and he looks and he's like, oh, bro, people do way worse than that. I was like, well, at least you made me feel a little bit better yeah, that was nice. about it. But that was one of two times that I did. I skipped a load. I only skipped a load out two times. The and other time was I got way too high eating edibles. And nice. yeah, David said uh, two things that I wanted to bring up. One, yes. that they had warned you not to buy gas station cheese curds. I'm not one to listen. <laughs> <laughs> and two, that at one point they were like trying to guard the bathroom door for you while you yeah, oh, they were playing the interference. Stall, basically. I, I just remember standing there with my dick out, and that is the highlight of my so life. So apparently, if they were life just has been door, downhill from there. <laughs> I really like the idea of you explaining to the security guard or the staff member, whatever that you you threw up and everything, and like, yeah, like I I swear, like I don't drink or anything. I just really felt bad. I mean, I feel better now. But yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I guess for me, I I want to. Uh, as one ultraviolet hippopotamus lighting designer to another ultraviolet hippopotamus lighting designer, uh, I have a very similar experience. Uh, it was at the Mad Frog in Cincinnati. Oh yeah, Ohio. that's not one you want to be getting no. sick in either, man. So, Mad Frog is not a uh, the ooh. the owner. He was, he was very. I, I apologize now. Oh my god, accents. I forgot about that. I forgot. But that he they was were like, very oh. much like uh, very fart uh, Mike. Probably parts of the mafia. And he uh, he definitely 
it, it, he was always very nice to us. He was very kind. And I remember my first time meeting him at the end of the night, he was cashing out with us. And he, he goes, uh, first time I see his name, I think it's ultraviolet spot podomus. This is strange, strange, but, um, he was good. And that was like <laughs> all he said, you know, it was like, okay, he good. But then we, you know, we kept going back and we got to know them very well. His son and his daughter worked at the, uh, the bar and his daughter was Olga. And I don't remember his son's name. He was always in a track suit. I don't know what was up with that. But either way, it's very mafia heavy. Yeah, I was going to say. So I'm super sick. They're in the middle of their second set. And it got to the point where it was like, I'm about to shit my pants. No doors on the stalls. Nice. It, it was a packed room. Like there's people just going and in that, and out. That it is a like, small place to begin yeah. with already. And it was and it's like, a weird shape. And did good. you have to go downstairs? That place had a downstairs too. So didn't I it? go walking up to the owner and I'm like, "Hey, I have an emergency. I really need to use the restroom." And I was like, "You know, like, like with a door on it, you know." And he looks over at his son who's working the door and is. Just take him downstairs, and like, of course, I'm like, down fucking what? What down fucking stairs? To murder me? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say. Don't I, mind dead bodies. <laughs> I follow him. I follow him downstairs, and like, sure as shit, there's this like swanky nightclub. Oh bar yeah, that's right. They had a second place downstairs, and I was like, immediately like, oh, this is where they do the meetings. <laughs> like, this is clearly like. Uh, yeah, I, it was in the middle of the set. I I literally threw the lights on like some sort of effect, and was like, fuck you, gotta go. And went and took a shit, and of course, you know, at some point they came back and after the show, and you, well, yeah, what was up with that? By the way, the lights were just kind of like stuck doing this for a little while, and it was like, oh yeah, that, I I had to leave. Uh, there was I'm not shitting myself for no money. Okay, how about okay? Let's let's. I hate picking on you for a sec, Ryan, but do you remember the time at the intersection? When your dongle froze and yes. your lights got like stuck on white strobing. Strobe. Yes. And they were like pointing end. in all directions. Very end of the song. And I just wanted to be like, hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, what's going on, buddy? You doing okay over there? You're just like, Tommy, I will fucking kill you right now. <laughs> I actually took a picture of you and made yeah. a meme out of it at that point and sent it to you because I just remember like, man, I've been there, dude. I've yeah. been there. Oh, I want to see that and meme. And because I've been there. I'm going to poke fun at you in this moment. <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity uh, dude, to kick I've, you I've while you're down. I've been there too and yeah. shit froze up. Oh my God, that shit sucks. Uh, we also, the other really bad one was in the middle of a Zugma show. Ooh, yeah, and that Zugma sucked. at the workout. Bad drugs kicking in, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was, was no good. That was a rough uh, one. Fortunately, we had uh, somebody, you know, backing us up like, hey, computers freeze sometimes yeah. shit yeah. happens yeah, yeah shit exactly happens. Shit ha- you know what yeah. i found out was so long as stuff was on it was okay it was when everything right. went fucking dark black which is what we had yeah, yeah. Exactly. that was bad it was which, a blackout which, you know what you know where we don't have technical issues and problems you want to know where we are always on the internet the internet spotify say, google apple you know i was gonna say if you're claiming to not have technical issues with the podcast that's that would be false <laughs> shut the fuck up josh yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> now you can find us pretty much i don't know pretty much everywhere we're in a lot of different streaming services currently five to fifteen somewhere yeah, in there somewhere in there uh make sure you get give us the subscribes though give us the little tickle the bells slap the little five hand give us the five star rating tommy what should they give us Five. Five. That's five right. Thank you. Yeah, you five star <laughs> right. I was trying to think of something yeah. clever. But we did have a gun at his head when he said hey, that. Hey, Tom, what button should they click? There's a little one. It's like a subscribe button. 
the subscribe button and they, share. Yeah. It's also the share. Share with your friends. Hey, now we're talking. Tell Hell me, yeah. like I heard this guy, Tommy. Great fucking plug. Got a huge penis. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're looking for us on the internet, you can find us at Instagram at not to mention pod and also at our Facebook at not to M. That's the number two. We've got a YouTube and we're on Mastodon. Go and check it all out. You can find our website at www.nottomentionpodcast.com. And if you have any quests, comments, or concerns, please get a hold of us at not to mention pod at gmail.com. Always a pleasure to have guests, but this is a big one. Thank you, gentlemen. Tom, you are a brother to us. We Thank love you, guys. You. I appreciate that. You know I love, love each and every one of you. Thank you, man. This we is, definitely yeah. go back. Checking you, this one off the Michigan list is big fucking for us. Love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this has been one an interview that we've wanted to do for a long time. It's a long time. Honestly. I mean, mentionables, if you've been sticking with us since the beginning, we've mentioned Tom, as I said, in the Shane Beasley episodes, We the, the Tom's antics. We've uh, yeah. we've we talked about Tom and your guys' Atlanta trips, mentional mishaps and misadventures. That was Tom. Ooh, that was a good Same one. Same Tom. Now you yeah. finally get to know, see, know, see, hear, see hear the man. <laughs> Tom Don. Yeah, Thomas I'm, Edwin Don. I'm, I'm not a looker. Take it as my voice. I'm also not a sounder. So <laughs> I'm also For anybody not a who sounder. hears this ear-piercing cackle, I'm sorry. <laughs> we love you so much. Thank this you, is gentlemen. A, the on the road series. Hopefully, we can get a couple more interviews throughout the this season and kind of wrap that all up for you guys. But but I think on the road is pretty much done. I mean, yeah, that, that should for the be moment, for the moment, for the moment. But this is not to mention podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Josh. I'm Colin, and you can catch us every Thursday, Thursday at six a.m.